This is Lightning Lore with Paul Kennedy, Henry Paul, and Lightning founder, Phil Esposito. He came and... Don't forget, we had John, uh, Jimmy Cusack had the choir out there, the... The, the choir is singing, and, but then he had this little... The trolley? Trolley. Yeah. The, from the airport, and we're going down, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? The world then, changed. The world changed. And I never forget, Bob Sueto said, if you get the team, the world will, world will never be the same. <laughs> Bob Sueto. He was, he was, he was a lawyer for, for the, the Buffalo. And okay. the league. Yeah. Okay, you land, and now you have what? What is the punching order here for what you got to get done? You got to find the money? Well, we, got, we get the office, and we were in the Mac Center because they were with us, Jim Cusack's people, the Mac people who owned the building downtown. Is that they downtown gave, bank building? Yes. Well, it uh, wasn't a bank building, it was the Mac Center. On Kennedy? Yeah. You know, what I remember mostly was that I went to any person that I could find with means in this area and tried to get one million dollars uh, because the Japanese wanted a, a local investor for one million. Couldn't find anybody. We, we had to pay five million dollars later that summer, 22 and a half million later on, and another 22 and a half million. When we started out and had to pay the five million, that's when the fun and games really began. Really began. You, you thought it was crazy up until now. No, oh, that was nothing compared to after how they manipulated and stabbed. <laughs> you know, the you had to walk out of the room backwards, some of these guys, or else they'd stab you in the back. Are uh, these league people, finance people? Uh, both. Not league people. Not league people. Not league people. Our partners. Partners. How'd you get the money? So-called partners. How'd you get the money? Well, however it happened, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> I could, we could be here for another month telling you all the things. Tell her all the things. Like, Henry, he, he protects me, you see, because <laughs> I know what he's doing right now. Too. There are things we don't I'd need to like talk to about. Just tell it all. <laughs> so so when you, you now have to get ready for a season. It is the new year. You have to get ready. You've got to sell tickets. Build the, the infrastructure on the building. They're going to give you an, a schedule, and you have to find an expansion team and create a front office. What are all the items that are going into this right now? All of this is well, got a market. These these guys really set up the office and all this other stuff. And uh, me, I was I was more worried about hiring scouts and trying to get good people uh, to. Believe in the fact that we're going to play hockey in Florida. Well, he started with the best, not only him, but his brother. Tony. And Tony was my first, really first hire. It was our first guy. that, And I mean, basically, I said, Tony, you're going to have to really worry about hockey because I've got to go out. I've got to sell. I've got to try to sell tickets, try to get some corporates. And, because we were told this would be a terrible market for corporates, corporations to invest in. And I... At the time, I wasn't sure that was completely true. I remember going down with a guy named John Swenson, who sold me a BMW that I didn't want and didn't <laughs> like, because Steinbrenner had one, and Steinbrenner embarrassed the hell out of me, so I bought it. And Johnny, he, he sold it to me, and I said to him, how'd you like to sell tickets with us? <laughs> and he said, fine. And he took me down to the Caterpillar place um, 
on 75. Uh, what the heck's the name? Ring, of it? ring power. Yes. Yeah. And he convinced this guy to buy four great tickets. Well, we didn't have suites or boxes then or uh, whatever. Bostic. Bostic. Huh? Bostic, I think was the name. Was that his name? Yeah. I, I don't remember his he name. He became a part owner of the race. And now it's on a couple other guys that I went to with money all said they wanted to invest in baseball. I remember This Doyle, is long before Dan Doyle. Doyle. So, coming up. So as as we're going through this period, we had a cast of characters. George Steinbrenner got involved. Yeah, the only guy Vin, I can Vince Namoli got involved. Big. I had the distinct pleasure of kicking out him him yeah. out of my office, as yeah. I remember. He tried to take over Vince with nothing. He just came in and tried to snowball us and and I don't know. I mean, it was like... Was George a friend or a foe? Uh, One both. day he would be a friend, the next day he'd be the <laughs> mi most miserable f foe you ever had. He kept telling Phil, you got to get the ham. Yeah. He, would, <laughs> he sent me one time a, a, a ham at a the ham. office. A ham. George Steinbrenner that was his. Ham. That was what he was... And then he said on the, the note, you have no ham. In other words, you have no money, so you, you better get some. And you better come to me, basically, is what he said. But we, we did go to him. We, he, he never put a penny in, but he controlled. No, he, he tried, Japanese he tried to. Smart and threw him out. Just put it this way. He tried to make a very good deal. Well, yeah, it, it, didn't, did. it didn't work out. He put some money in. He tried to do he, the he, same he, deal as he did with the Yankees. Yeah. Let's be honest. Didn't, it didn't work out. But through everything, we made it, and we got to the to the opening day. And I'll tell you, just getting to the opening day to play was a challenge. We had to, we had to get the, the fairgrounds in order. And, and it turned out after we paid, we st they wouldn't do it until we had paid the franchise. They wouldn't let us get in there. You need more ham. Yeah. So finally, we had like four months to get the building ready. So we had to, had to get a contractor. Yeah. Uh, this guy, who was the head of the the contractor that we hired, the only one we could use, the fairgrounds insisted on it. He, were, he reminds me of Lee Duncan, a city council member, Remember member of the Lee? sports authority. When I first came to him, it came out. He said, what's up? He, he, my, my mother went to school with him. But <laughs> Lee Duncan, he, he, he said to me after the, the meeting, when we uh, let it go public, he came to me, he says, Henry, I've known you a long time. He says, but i got to ask you. You know, what's this hockey business? The only hockey I know of came out of the rear end of a cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. When he told me that, I went, oh, boy. <laughs> so this contractor was of the same ilk. And I said, you know, you have to dig the trenches, and it, they have to be perfect. Because if you don't, the boards won't line up. That's they right. have to be braced. And the guy, it just went right over him. And I See? said, oh. He, he was doing all of this while I, said, I was trying to organize and get scouts and to go out there because the expansion draft and players. Scout and, the league, and, scout uh, yeah, and, globally and for kids. Like, so it was such a coordinated effort from all of us. So, but I remember he digging the trenches, and he didn't give a crap. I said, <laughs> I, had to get, I got an engineer to come in. He says, they weren't plumbed up right. And oh. I said, so the guy got fired. And we got someone else and got it right because the boards would have fallen over. Yeah. Then, like three weeks before we put <laughs> the ice in, we, we had to get a chiller, and it wasn't easy to find one. No. We had it shipped in on a semi-truck. 
Well, this wasn't the Mate Brothers. Um, they were involved in it, but the chiller we had to buy ourselves, and we got it shipped in. It's huge piece of equipment, and it went in. We had to build the locker room on the fairgrounds. Uh, they're building there, but we had to build a pad to set the chiller on, big concrete pad, and there were big Washington palms, you know, those 200-foot palm trees, and I said, no, we'll just cut them down, and the head of the fair authority <laughs> says, you're not cutting those down. <laughs> Well, how are we going to get the chiller in? He goes, that's your problem, son. I go, oh, how are we going to get this in? So we had this like multi-ton chiller. We had to rent cranes and lift it over these 200-foot-high Washington palms. Yeah. And the wind was blowing, and I'm going, oh, my God. This thing falls. We're done. We couldn't get another chiller. We could chiller. laugh at all of this stuff. <laughs> I'll never forget seeing the thing going over the palm trees and on its way down. I'm going... Oh, thank I God. remember you telling me. He said, I thought they were going to go right down. And then we got there, opening day, and uh, Bill Wirtz and the Chicago Blackhawks were there. Of all, of all the people. funny thing about that whole thing is I had met with all the ushers, you know, and I said to him, listen, anybody throws anything on the ice, you grab them and you get them the heck out of here. Throw them out. Nobody's going to throw because the worst thing you could do is throw a dime on the ice because you can't see it. And if you hit it, and that's how Gordy Howe ended up with a plate in his head. Uh, he hit on a coin and went right into the boards and a skull fracture. And, and um, that's why he had to blink all his life, you know. But I said, <laughs> remember that. So I'm standing down by the goal when Conto scored the third goal. And I see the rusher grab this guy because the guy threw a hat out there. <laughs> he grabbed the guy and he's, I said, what are you doing? He said, you told me to throw anybody out there. He threw the hat on the ice. I said, no, no, no. He said, what? I said, he scored a hat trick. He said, what the hell's a hat trick? <laughs> I went, oh, boy. <laughs> I forgot to tell people what a hat trick was. On the next episode of Lightning Lords. The fair was going on, and they were looking around, the players going, what in the hell is going on? <laughs>